What's up, everybody? It's your favorite Ruts boy, Donald. I'm here on this beautiful weekend. We only got two weekends left of the summer, really, and you know what that means. It's draft season. So I've got my new column, Take 5 Takes. The first episode of it is tackling how you should be preparing for your drafts. So we're going to do the audiobook version, just like Tom did with The Hills I'm Willing to Die For. Let's get into it, and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with uh, nobody, actually. Uh, we're actually back in the original Run Up the Score recording studio. Uh, my parents' basement, Scott moved out, and now it's just kind of my domain. Uh, so I got the old setup. It's it's very nostalgic in here. Uh, but we're looking forward today. I've got my new column, Take 5 Takes, which is going to be a weekly column during the season. I'm not actually sure how I'm going to handle it during the offseason, but hey, the season's almost here, so I don't really have to worry about that anytime soon. Uh, so I have decided I'm going to give you five takes of how I'm feeling about a particular topic. In this case, it's going to be the best ways for you to prepare for your fantasy draft. Uh, in other cases, it might just be five things I learned from, let's say, week one's games. It could be five takes about you know the free agency when it starts. So I'm going to be popping in and out with these. Uh, they're going to be posted on Mondays during the season. And like we said, we'll just wait and see what happens with it uh, during the offseason. Tom did a great job getting our uh, our articles started on RutsFF.com. So you can find Take 5 Takes always on RutsFF. I'm not exactly sure how many times I'm going to be doing the audiobook version of it, but I figured I'd do it this time to kind of get the excitement going, not only for Take 5 Takes, but of course for the most wonderful time of the year, draft season. I think I think fantasy football draft season, I think that's the most optimistic you will find anyone during the year. You've just you've got your plan, you've mock drafted or whatever and you've just got your your perfect plan for your league and hopefully that plan is executed as closely as possible to what you want it and uh, and that's kind of what we're here to do. We're here to talk about how you can develop that plan and hopefully execute it during your draft. So I'm going to do exactly what Tom did with the hills I'm willing to die on. I'm, I'm just going to read through it. Uh, but instead of doing it like Tom did where he just directly read through it and Tom did such a great job that it made sense. I'm going to kind of give you like a director's commentary when you're watching, for example, like, I don't know, the Blu-ray for Avengers Infinity War. And I'm going to kind of stop and explain kind of why I'm doing certain things and why I'm saying certain things uh, to kind of give you a little bit more insight into how this thing is going to be made uh, for the rest of the year. So with that, we'll get started. Welcome to Take 5 Takes, my weekly column that will highlight what stood out to me during a given time period. These will likely focus on the current fantasy football landscape, though I'm sure some shenanigans will ensue throughout the season. Unlike how I typically attempt to present the information on the podcast in a very even-keeled, neutral tone, uh, this column will be much more based on my own opinion and analysis and should be treated as such. If you don't agree with some of what I wrote, that's no big deal, but I would prefer that you let me know your thoughts on Twitter. And with that, I'll get started by giving my five takes about what the best methods are for getting ready for hashtag draft season, thanks to my tireless research and just my tirelessness in general. So here are, uh, it's going to be divided into two sections. I'm going to save the second one because the second one I think is going to be a lot of fun going forward. So today, uh, the first section is called today's five takes. And this is where you're going to find those five takes that I'm advertising here. Number one, diversify your mock drafting portfolio. It has now become easier and easier to fire up a mock at any time 
in any place all over the world. Some of you are likely going to start one after you're done reading this or listening to this while sitting on the toilet, avoiding your wife, job, kids, parents, or some combination of those. Most of us at this point probably have a, quote, favorite site that they use for all their fantasy football needs. As someone who has played in five-plus leagues for the last five-plus years, it's so much easier for me to keep track of all my leagues when they're hosted on Yahoo. That's not a paid endorsement, but if anyone at Yahoo listens to this, feel free to send us some swag. Still, that doesn't mean I'm anti-ESPN, anti-CBS Sports, or anti-NFL.com, though I am very much pro-Yahoo. Again, not a paid sponsor yet. Occasionally, I'll mock draft on those other sites too, though. Why? Because sometimes you just need to see something different. Let me put it this way. I ate a turkey and cheese sandwich on a poppy seed roll for lunch almost every single day. Notice how I said almost. If I kept eating the same lunch over and over, I may lose sight of the taste of other lunch meats, I may never be willing to try new things for lunch, and I may just become a straight-up psychopath. Since I don't want any of that to happen, even someone as picky and as stubborn as I am needs to switch it up. Your mock drafting style should be no different. Of course, you should do most of your mocking on the site where your leagues are hosted. That should be a no-brainer. Still, it can give you a very big advantage to mock on the other sites that you aren't using. In most mock draft lobbies, the players are sorted by their position in the rankings provided by the experts on that site. If you've listened to any episode of Ruts ever, you already know that not everyone sees things the same way. Therefore, if you take a player like, say, Duke Johnson, who's going in the 8th, 11th round range in Yahoo Drafts, and compare him to his ADP and ESPN mocks, where the standard scoring is full point PPR, the format that best suits Duke Johnson's talents, you may see that Duke Johnson's ADP is a bit higher. This could be stated for any other drafting software as well. Therefore, mock drafting on different sites can give you a better picture of where you really need to target the players you, quote, must have on your teams this year. The more you mock, the more prepared you will be. That being said, take number two. There is such a thing as too many mock drafts. What? Wait, surely this is treason of the highest degree. What else am I going to do on my lunch break if I can't do another mock draft or two? As easy as it is to fire up a mock and continue to do so until you get digital eye strain, there is a downside to mock drafting in an excessive way. At their core, mock drafts are meant to give you an idea, not a blueprint. You are the architect of your team, and therefore you must first start with an idea, but not be married to it. When the chips are down and money is on the line, if you're placing a legal wager on your league, of course, players, fantasy football players are going to be more willing to reach for a player they really want a player they're willing to bet their fantasy team and general happiness on this fall. With this in mind, you can't be married to the information that you get from your mock drafts. For example, if you love that you can get Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback with some insane upside and an interesting ADP in a double-digit round, that's great. But what if you're in a league with a Chiefs fan or a Travis Kelsey fan who has already drafted Travis Kelsey or even just a Mahomes fan and they take him in the eighth round way before you were planning on it? This could set back your strategy, sure, but don't panic. If someone is going to reach like that for a player, you may need to keep that in the back of your mind on draft day, and if you sense that your targeted player may go off the board soon, take him, knowing that you're confident in your investment in that player. Or, you can let the other guy take the second-year quarterback with one start against a second-team defense a a full four rounds higher than his current ADP and draft the value that falls to you. Totally your call. Number Take number three, know your league. Listen, if you're reading this and you're listening to Ruts, you've heard us talk about this plenty of times before. Still, it bears repeating. You need to know the rules of your league you play in, inside and out. For example, in most most mock drafts, there will be a time when everyone starts picking kickers and defenses, typically at the end of the draft. 
As seasoned fantasy players, we know there will always be that guy or girl who reaches for last year's best defense. So if you're looking hard at the Jags D this year, be ready to pay up for them. However, in a league I happen to be the commissioner for, the league's scoring settings have all but done away with the defensive points allowed scale in order to only account for the big defensive plays. I communicated this with every player in the league, and we voted to approve it, but trust me when I say that someone in the league forgets we've made this change every single year. It's something that can be so easy to forget, but it's good practice to look over the rules of of the league. I've heard a few stories about players who thought to do this and actually caught a rule change that the commissioner was trying to push through without telling the league. Checking the rules page on your league is also paramount in your pre-draft preparation as it will let you know how many players make the playoffs, which may affect your ability to take risks on certain players in your drafts. As a lifelong rule follower, or in other words, a complete dork, I cannot stress this enough. The rules of your fantasy league can be a huge advantage over those who carelessly draft, set their lineups, and hope for the best. Take number four, never underestimate the power of a good list. And shout out to my dad for always preaching this when I was growing up. Organization is the key to simplifying your life. Take it from someone who literally never takes the time to organize things. That feeling you get when you tidy up and get things in order can be better than the first sip of a cold beverage on a hot day, your first kiss, and winning on a scratch-off lottery ticket combined. Is it more important to have a made bed or a complete list of player rankings that you can use when you're drafting? You know what my choice is. Each year, I take a piece of notebook paper and fold it into three sections. Must-haves, at the right price, and let someone else draft him are the titles of those sections. I make a sheet like this for each offensive position, not kicker and defense, and organize the top 40 or so players into each of these three categories and bring that with me on draft day. I don't consider ADP for these rankings. I simply use it as a reminder to myself of who I really want to target in drafts. Making lists like this one almost, or sorry, also accepts, (laughs) making lists like this one also accelerates your draft preparation as it forces you to truly consider the value you're assessing to each of the, quote, fantasy-relevant players at each offensive position. Another way to stay organized is to print out the list of 200 to 250 players from a fantasy football site of your choosing. This gives you something to reference and helps to limit the amount of times you attempt to pick a player that was taken five picks ago. I'm not saying that these two types of lists are what everyone needs to do, of course. You should consider what worries you the most as you are drafting and try to come up with resources, whether they're found online or you make them on your own, that will help you keep those worries at bay for now. And number five, read as much as you possibly can. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for reading and listening to this. If you're like me, the wait for this fantasy football season has become painful and reading things or listening to things like this helps keep our minds occupied on the prize instead of the dreaded count of days remaining until week one starts. There are so many incredible fantasy football writers out there, and reading even a little bit of what they have to offer is perfect preparation. Like I said in take number one, the more, op- the more often you open yourself up to new perspectives, the more prepared you'll be for your draft. Below is a very brief list of pieces I always read when I'm prepping for draft day. Of course, we've got Tom Hillier's Hills I'm Willing to Die On, found easily on rutsff.com. Then you've got one of my favorite Matthew Berry columns, The 100 Facts You Need to Know Before You Draft, which you can find on ESPN's website. On Roto World, you've got Evan Silva's Team Breakdowns, where he literally just gives you every fantasy-relevant player that you need to know about on every single team. Deep dives, dynasty thoughts, the dude does it all. And then you've got Andy Barron's Juggernaut Index, which is found on Yahoo. 
Now, this is similar to Evan Silva's team breakdowns, but Andy Barron's actually gives you a countdown from 32 all the way to number one about the top, about where he ranks each team in terms of their overall fantasy prospects, which I think is awesome. So that gets that's that finishes up with uh, today's five takes. And now we're going to get to the more ridiculous part of this, what will be this column, the five lists of five. So I'm going to make five lists with five items on each list. They might have something to do with fantasy football. They might not. Now that the five takes are through, we're on to the second part of the column, five lists of five. I'm sure it seems obvious what it will be, but there's one wrinkle. These lists can be about anything. I'll make sure some of them are about fantasy football, sure, but some of them won't have anything to do with, well, anything at all. Enjoy. First list, five people you shouldn't be during the draft. Don't be the person who gets too drunk and drafts a terrible team. Because then I got to deal with it for 16 weeks. Number two, don't be the person who jokingly drafts a retired player. That's not funny. You're just, you just sound dumb. Number three, the person who shows up to the draft with only a pen and a prayer. Have something to look at. Don't just try to steal somebody else's magazine and all that stuff. It just drives me nuts. Number four, don't be the person who shows up late. I mentioned him before. One of the other things that my dad always stressed was to never be late. And because of that, I am never late. I am anxious when I'm on time because I'm not early. So don't be the person who shows up late to your draft. You know, we're, we're all adults here. We've got things that we're going to probably need to do the day after the draft. So we can't just be waiting for somebody. And number five, don't be the person who constantly attempts to draft a player who was already drafted or who was kept. You should just know that. Please. Please. Here's the second list. Five hashtag stats I can't stop thinking about going into drafts. Number one, Marvin Jones led the NFL in yards per catch last season. Number two, and this was this one came from Tom, Christian McCaffrey led all running backs in targets inside the 10-yard line last season. Number three, this, this one came from Scott. Kirk Cousins has never thrown more than 30 touchdowns in a single season. Number four, this one actually also came from Scott when we were doing one of the episodes. David Johnson was Pro Football Focus's top-ranked wide receiver in 2016, top-ranked wide receiver in 2016, his last healthy season. And number five, you've probably heard me say this, oh, I don't know, 50 times already uh, on the podcast season two. Lamar Miller was running back eight while Deshaun Watson was the Texans' starting quarterback last season. The third list is a really important one. Five movies I've seen in theaters this summer that I really liked. Uh, I wanted to make sure that you guys knew that I was only counting current movies. Uh, I've been catching up on a lot of like the award season darlings, uh, but I'm not. I'm, that'll probably be for a separate list. Uh, number one, Avengers: Infinity War. I love that movie. It's the best movie ever. I I I will not even care if you think that I have bad taste in movies because I said that. That movie rules. Uh, number two, Deadpool two. Pretty simple there. I did not think it was going to be as good as it was. Number three, I just saw this one, eighth grade, fantastic. I've been a huge Bo Burnham fan. I know Tom is a huge fan of Bo Burnham's stand-up. Uh, his first directorial and screenwriting movie uh, was incredible. Number four, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, just a really well-done action movie. Like Stupid enough that you don't have to think too hard about it, but good enough that you don't pick out all the flaws immediately. And number five, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um I tried not to have so many superhero movies on this, but and I mean, like I was thinking Incredibles 2 with number five, but I honestly, I thought Incredibles 2 was a little overrated. Uh, I saw the, the, the rock movie skyscraper. 
I didn't think that was super great. Um, and I'm actually behind on seeing movies. Um, I'm actually hopefully going to be seeing a movie tonight. Uh, hopefully I have already seen it. Um, when you are listening to this on Saturday morning, if, if, uh, you're so inclined, hit me up on Twitter at why so serious to see, to see what I saw back to the, uh, task at hand, five players. I'm determined to draft in at least one league, Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara, Will Fuller, Nelson Aguilar, and Michael Thomas. Also Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara on the list. I think I might be a saints fan now. They're, they're going to be really good this year. Uh, and the last list, Five players who, for whatever reason, I haven't drafted once so far in mock drafts. Golden Tate, Alex Collins, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz's tutty buddy Zach Ertz, and Dion Lewis. I want to thank everybody so much for listening to this. Um, especially if you read this, you definitely didn't have to. Um, you didn't definitely didn't have to listen to this, but uh, hopefully I made it entertaining enough that you feel like you got something out of both the writing and the recording. Uh, as Tom has said, and as we've said on the podcast, and as I said at the top of this episode, you know, the Ruts boys, we really want to get into the article writing, the, the column style writing uh, during the season. Because really, when you look back at our first season, I think that was like one of the only things that was missing from us and, you know, the, the platform and the plateau that we're trying to get to in terms of this, uh, this world of fantasy analysis and entertainment, really, that we're, uh, that we've entered ourselves into. Uh, so you're going to be, ex- you should be expecting a lot more articles like take five takes. Uh, you're just, you should be expecting a lot more articles like the Hills I'm willing to die on. Uh, Tom isn't sure yet if he's going to make that his season long column or if the Hills I'm willing to die on is going to be his, uh, his preseason novel, uh, that he wrote. And so we'll, we'll, we're very excited to see what Tom comes up with next. Uh, there's one Ruts boy who has not written anything yet for the website, but that will be changing. Uh, Scott actually came up with his round by round draft guide. Um, and that should be posting really soon. I probably shouldn't even have told you the, the title of it. He's probably going to be mad for spoiling it a little bit, but I read this thing and it's so good. Between Scott and Tom, I really have my hands full trying to compete with how good of writers those those guys are. And it's crazy because like they're so naturally talented. Both of them have never really written online for anything. And I've been blogging since I was like 19 years old. And it's just crazy how talented the two of them are. And so, you know, the three of us are definitely going to be trying to keep pace with one another throughout the year. And and that's great for all of you guys because I think it's going to really produce some good stuff out of the three of us. So please, we are doing this for you. We are doing this to help you with win your fantasy football championship. So let us know what you want us to write about. Hit us up on Twitter at RutsFF. If you see something you like on our Instagram at RutsFF, leave something in the comments. You know, we post links to the stories all the time. We post links to the articles in our Instagram stories. You can respond to that. Our DMs are open. The Ruts FF account on Twitter. My my DMs at Why So Serious are open. I can't speak on Tom and Scott's behalf, but I'm pretty sure their DMs are open too. Tom's at Hillier FF. Scott is at Wags FF. We will see you guys on Tuesday. We have a great show coming up for you. One last really big time draft prep episode. And we've also been getting a ton of fan questions. So we're probably going to answer quite a few of those uh, as we're going through the episode as well. Uh, So thank you for, thank you to everybody for checking this out. If you read the article on rutsff.com, thank you so much. We will see you guys on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always do yourself the favor and keep scoring.